You're listening to the We Talk Nerd podcast, the podcast about gaming, movies, and everything nerd. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm Andrew. And I'm Rob. And uh, we're going to talk about a lot of WoW this week, but before we jump into that, we're going to talk to Rob <laughs> and see what Rob's been playing. Oh, thank God we're talking more WoW. There's He's not, not excited. many things in life that I look forward to as much as a <laughs> long discussion on a 15-year-old game. 14. 14. Yeah. That, that said, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I haven't, I've, uh, I've been catching up on some, um, some to do lists, uh, some backlog, if it were. Um, I am nearly one hundred percent done with The Witcher three and all nice. expansions. Nice. Yeah. Wow. You're much further ahead one, than me. <laughs> I had already one hundred percent it all the way through. Um, um stone or what's it called the uh the sec the first Heart, expansion. heart of stone heart of stone and i finished that one and blood and wine was really good but i was just like i wasn't quite ready to take on that much more witcher yet because mm-hmm. there is just so much there but um i invested in a new gaming device uh an nvidia shield which allows me to stream pretty much from anywhere in the house to the couch <laughs> to the couch yes. does, it pr- does it protect you in some way it does okay great uh, usually from hatred and haters <laughs> uh, protects mm-hmm. me. Uh, so yeah, so I was able to actually stream some, you know, nice high quality uh, Witcher three to my couch. I um, took in a little bit of this over the weekend, and, I, and when I say a little bit, probably about ten hours or so over the weekend. So for me, that's like a marathon type of session. <laughs> and man, I forgot how good this game is. It's it's so so good. So I did all the side quests. I did all the Gwent quests, which is if anyone knows that, that's a lot of wandering around countryside and looking for barkeepers. That's to play pretty Gwent. impressive. Yeah, um, it's a labor of love, but um, but I really enjoy it. So I did that. Um, I watched some TV, which we'll talk about a little bit later. One thing we won't talk about later is the Netflix show I Am a Killer, uh, which is a series of basically interviews with people on death row, and it talks mm-hmm. about their cases. And it's really eye-opening and actually pretty um, pretty sad at times. So I uh, binged that one. I've got one episode left, and then that'll be the entire series. So uh, nice. if you're looking for something outside of the nerd realm, uh, maybe something that's kind of deep, you know, check it out. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fun, especially if you like some of the other type of shows that Netflix puts out. Like, did you guys watch Making the Murderer? No. With the guy no. that was wrongly accused in... Uh, in, it's definitely uh, on my to watch this. Green Bay? Yeah. Yeah, anyway, the, uh, Netflix puts out a lot of good stuff like this, and this just continues along with it. So if you're interested, check it out. Cool. How about you, Andrew? What have you oh, been hey. doing? Hey, Ron. Non-murder-related. Yeah. Non-murder-related. You know, I, I've been starting a new job. I really enjoy it. I have a, actually have you know, Richard in the chat. You know, shout out to you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, other than video games, a lot of community work, of course. But I've been I've been playing a little bit of video games, not not as much as I would like. You said ten hours, right? That's more time than I have played this entire week for sure. I think so. I did finish a game, so that's good news on the Switch. Hey. I can really only play. And then I started the Octopath because the Octopath Traveler is so good, even the first two hours, so good. I can't wait to get play more, honestly. So, um, yeah, that's for me. Cool. Well, you don't have to nice. ask what I've been up to. Um, you guys said, uh, yeah, 10, 10 hours is kind of the, the max right now. Um, 
I'm I'm about around probably after today 50 hours into the new WoW expansion. Um, and I'll tell you about all that about here in a minute. I love it. That's really the only thing I've been into. Haven't played anything else. So, yeah, let's go ahead and dive into things. <laughs> let's dive into it, Rob. <laughs> he's going to sit back and relax. Let's uh, take some drinks in. Yeah, before well, we, we get, try to sell before it. we get into WoW stuff, we'll, 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 we'll water WoW down a little bit. Then we'll jump into WoW. Wait, sure. what's WoW again? Yeah. World of Warcraft. Yeah. Have you heard of it? <laughs> what is war? What is war? Okay. What is it good for? What do we got there, Brandon? Uh, well, we ha- uh, currently, uh, I think it's actually still going on right now, we have Gamescom. So yes. I think we're on day two or three right now. So we have a couple of news, little tidbits coming out of it. Uh, Pandemic, which is the developer for Battletech, which is a game I've talked about a little bit, promised to review, never reviewed, because I never put enough hours into it, I believe. Uh, they're coming out with an expansion for it. Uh, don't know the name of it, but I know it does have new biomes, new mechs, and uh, some new complex missions. So if you like Battletech, there's that. And Battletech was the XCOM mech warrior game. Did they clean up the... Uh, it's going to sound a little rude, maybe, but just the jankiness of it? I'm not sure. I haven't played it in a while. I, I do see what you're talking about, though. Yeah, it's it's a quality game. There's a lot of good stuff going on there, but the polish is not is not there. So I'm hoping maybe they can add a little bit to it. Yeah, hopefully that hopefully it'll uh, do that. But uh, other than that, uh, they came out and said the Battlefield Five beta will uh, start on September fourth, which is also the day the WoW raids open. Which is odd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so if you have, um, what is it? Uh, Origin Access Premier, which is the, you pay uh, whatever amount of money into, or- into uh, EA and you get all their brand new games and they come out. You get like a day early access to the beta. I think it actually starts, the early access starts on the third. So I read a foreboding story today oh, that yeah. was basically EA was calling its investors that they had a backup plan in case Battlefield Five was a flop. Mm, no. That's not the kind of press you want circulating about no. your game ahead of time, especially when there seem to be some fairly decent momentum on it. Mm-hmm. But clearly there's some concerns about what the you know, what it's just gonna do from you know, to be honest, a pretty crowded release mm-hmm. this oh, it's this very, winter, you know? It's very crowded. Uh, I don't know anyone saying Battlefield Five is what they're really looking for. Yeah. Everything I'm hearing is like, you know, Spider Man or you know some of the other stuff that's on the horizon. Yeah, Spider Man's coming up a couple weeks, but uh, I think there was a report that came out about Battlefield Five saying that the uh, pre-orders numbers are really low. Hmm. But I think that was for physical copies from Amazon only. Um, and I don't think there was any. Where other they numbers. get a twenty percent discount. Uh, yeah, it's the cheapest way to least, purchase. At least till the end of the month. Yeah, but it's still the cheapest way to purchase a pre-order game. Yeah. So if their orders are low, yeah, that's true. But no, this could be that doesn't count digital. A lot of people do digital now. You know. Yeah. Could be because uh, because of Black Ops as well. I mean, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I'm also, I'm a current member of the Origin Access Premier thing, so I don't have to pay for it. And I can play for. I can play. It. I don't know how many what their numbers look like for that. So we'll see if we'll see if there's a lot of people doing that. There, there was two players. You and Jared were out there. <laughs> that was it. Ah, I mean. It's a great beta. I think it's a pretty good deal. 
if you plan <laughs> on playing EA games anyway. Uh, some news came out about Assassin's Creed. Nah, it's kind of kind of not news, but uh, they came out and said that next year, 2019, there will be no new Assassin's Creed game. Uh, we don't see a back-to-back release like we have with Origins and Odyssey. They said they'll be focusing more on uh, supporting Odyssey, giving it some expansions, some DLCs. And uh, I think the reasoning behind that, they they have two team, two Assassin's Creed teams right now. Uh, one worked on Origins. The other one was working on Odyssey. So the team that worked on Origins is probably going to take the next two, two to three years developing another game before they release it. And then probably another one right after that from the Odyssey team. Yeah, yeah. I wondered what they were going to do with the Corpse of Origins that they kind of just walked away from. Mm. I mean, it's just sitting there in the gutter. You said it was a great game, though, man. Yeah, it's a great game, but it could have been a game that they could have supported. Yeah, yeah, they could have kept adding on to. But now it's okay. It's Odyssey, and in two to three years we get another one. Now that's that's cool. Like I'm looking forward to the 2020 release, and I'm praising them for not, you know, shoehorning in another Mm -hmm. release in 2019 Mm -hmm. because they're they're guilty of doing that. The very, Um, yeah, but. I'll be on. I mean, to be honest, it's just gonna be like in a like 2019. It's just gonna be like no Assassin's Creed unless they're really gonna push out some Odyssey stuff. I, and I really hope they I do. Maybe take uh, since there was a lack of support for. I mean, they put out two big expansions for Origins, and they were they were mm-hmm. big, but there they was were a lot very, there a lot of content. Yeah, they came but it out was done it. after six months. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. After six months, it was gone. Hopefully, they maybe try to focus on it for you know until the next one come out. Maybe. Maybe instead of two expansions, we see four, maybe five, hopefully. But yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Either we'll way, see. the the first teams proven themselves to create great great games. Yeah. The first. And if the they, if they come out with a great game in general, like just like, I mean, not to put it against God of War, but God of War doesn't have any DLC, right? Yeah. So the only thing God of War has added, only thing God of War has added so far has been the new game plus that just came out. Exactly. Exactly. So, Does God of War need DLC? I feel like that's like a good standalone, amazing game I, on the yeah, team. Yeah, I think And that, it does have DLC. Like you can get some additional armor sets and everything. But if you pay $60 to buy God of War, you get the entire experience regardless. Yeah. Whether you pre-ordered it or you played it there, it's all there. The entire story, you know, end to end. And they even just announced or they just gave away a new game plus. So they've enhanced the game post-release to include new features all right so then the notes for these for these teams are create a full experience instead of adding dlc i i think that origins was a full experience i don't know how rob felt about that there you go yeah but i think the expansion was like 35 bucks so for two releases i still i mean there's only two games that have dared charge $35 for expansions and claim that it was like a good deal. And one of them was Origins. The other one was a game that I don't know anyone that plays anymore, but I think Bungie I thought that was, that, that, that was uh, $75. <laughs> that, hey, Destiny 2 is coming out too, very soon. Very soon. Forsaken. So, for what? Okay, great. So, next gaming and next gaming news. I mean, this is coming out of Gamescom. Yeah. Is, uh, and new NVIDIA cards. So, it's the new tuning or, t- or sorry turing 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 uh, as in the turing test turing alan turing the code now, master of world war ii for the british army so they're you're naming it to uh rtx and it's the 2000 series 2070 2080 or 2080 and 2080 ti this is the first release 
where they're releasing the TI with the other cards, the other cards. So that's something to, that's something to say. Um, now the prices in general are <laughs> is six hundred dollars for the twenty seventy. <laughs> twenty eighty is eight hundred dollars. Yep. Twenty eighty Ti, twelve hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah, these are steep. Twelve hundred. So steep. here's the deal. Similar to last year when you know, the, or two years ago when the Founders yeah. Edition of the uh, ten eighty came out, you had eight hundred dollars to play if you wanted in, and you know, and that got you the ten eighty, which was at the time was like the cutting edge graphics card, and the ten eighty Ti came out even higher in price. If you want to be on the cutting edge of this type of technology, especially with the crypto boom somewhat still going on, right? Um, you got to pay to play. Yeah. So, really, I would recommend wait for the twenty one seventy and the twenty one eighty and the twenty one eighty <laughs> Ti, and you'll get them for about half the price, and they'll still be you know quality cards. But right now is like. You know, you don't buy at the peak of the market. You buy at the at the bottom of the market, right? So, right now, you can. They are taking two hundred dollars off of a ten eighty uh, yeah. Ti. You can actually buy it for five ninety nine. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Or four? Is it four five ninety nine or four ninety nine? But either way, it's like way cheaper than it's been in in since it came out. Yeah. And yeah. even if you decided that wasn't enough and you really needed the twenty series, uh, if you buy the EVGA. Uh, variant, then you can just pay to upgrade. You can actually just pay the difference in price and go to the 2080. So the recommendation I would have is the 1080 is still like fantastic card. We'll play any game you have in ultra settings. Yep. If you decide even that's not enough, you can drop <laughs> another $200 and upgrade to the next high, you know, next version up or, or in this case, maybe $600 to go to yeah. the next version up. Right. Actually, so the, yeah. I actually caught good, good. the uh, yeah. I actually caught the 1080 yesterday on sale. I got it for nice, a really good deal. So yeah, I, I would say that uh, unless you're just really wanting to pay premium prices for cutting edge technology that you're not really probably going to see a big difference in in normal day to day mm-hmm. gaming, go for it. If not, try to catch these 1080s on sale because they're definitely going to be sure. on sale. And, yeah. and overpaying for brand new technology is my middle name. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I won't fault anyone for doing it, but even I know that this is not quite the way to go. Yeah, I, I scream in Apple as he says that. <laughs> so these are available for pre-order now, yeah. and they will be out on the shelf September 20th. So that was a huge, that was a huge thing for them. Um, I watched a bit of it, but... Uh, it was it was a big, pretty big release for them. They made a big claim, and I don't know if it's just like point in time. They did say it was six times faster than the current 1080 cards because they're using DDR6, which I didn't even know was a thing. Yes, it's pretty impressive. All that's tickling my nerd itch, but at the same time, <laughs> like that's not enough for me to say, okay, I need to spend twelve hundred dollars. Well, here here's so. the here's the line I'm going to read this from you. Where's that tickle everyone's nerd itch? The NVIDIA GeForce RTX 2080 Ti is absolute behemoth of GPU with 4,352 CUDA cores, 11 <laughs> gigs of uh, DDR6 VRAM with a 352-bit memory bus. It's capable of 4K ultra, uh, ultra gaming at high refresh rates for years to come. Years. Yeah. Great. So for that monitor, no one owns because yeah. it doesn't exist. Yep. Enjoy that. Yes, for mm-hmm. that 4K 144 hertz monitor that'll come out in two years. Be excited. 
what do we knew what do we know about the the new Turing tech um in, from from chat uh i could i just have the picture they showed in this pilot slide is so like the bald dude. versus pascal and the it's just there's a bunch of numbers which probably doesn't mean anything honestly so i'm not going to read that but i'm sure we can research Turing that is more. the new I mean, just the way it's integrated with like it's the the memory, like they use like the 3D memory gates and everything else that they've been kind of, you know, kind of trumping up. The the point is, is that you have to look at what it's going to do for you. And right now, I can't see it as a tangible benefit. Not not to say it's not going to be a fantastic card, because I really think it will be. I just the cost benefit analysis. I mean, you could have a you could put a PlayStation 4 Pro in every room in your house, you know, for the same price. You know, yep. it's it's what's your trade off for the performance that you're going to get, and what is it that you know? What's the difference in performance that you're really going to see? I don't think if you're running you know Battlefield Five at sixty frames per second now, even if it is a truly six times performance and running it at three hundred and sixty frames per second, I don't know that your enjoyment's going to be worth twelve hundred dollars. You know, right. for that difference. So. That's yep. that's really where I, I kind of draw the line is that the Turing Tech is amazing. It's going to be the baseline for all their new cards over the next three or four years. Um, but it's like it is all the time from them. You know, they consistently innovate and it's great. Um, it just depends if you want to be that early adopter or not. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Totally agree. Now, so for for a game that utilizes this technology to its um, fullest, how, do you want to do you want to do your review first before we get into WoW, or do you want to go in? Oh no, sure, we can do my review. We okay. can do my review. So I played a game and I beat it. Yes, finally I beat a game in the last month or so. So Battle Chasers Night War. It's it's an older game. Let me just say it, but it came out on the Switch where I can I can utilize the the portability. You know, so after playing that game for 30 hours, it's 30 hours, um, full to full full game. Uh, I can say that it's a solid RPG. It's got solid gameplay because you, you want to see like flashy stuff and good RPG mechanics, turn-based stuff. Um, I'm going to say okay story. Okay story. And the graphics, I think Rob has uh, touched on this like previous weeks, but it's done by, it's very comic and cartoon and very like like gritty stuff. And I, I, I really like that art style. I really did. Uh, I, I'm gonna give it. I, I was gonna give it like an eight, but at the very end, it became super grindy, and yeah. not because not because it needed to be. Like it's because the last boss is harder than anything in the game by far. So you so you go through this game and you're leveling up, and then everything's easy. I, I don't think I don't think I've died once. Get to the last boss get completely wrecked like several times <laughs> and then you're like I'm, I'm looking i'm like why why is this crazy hard? i'm max level and i don't it's know why for sure it's, it was imbalanced so i i had to go I, back and re-level and then use use a character that i that was overpowered by his abilities and then i just completely yeah beat it. I, I saw the same thing in vampire um there, there hits a point where you're just like oh crap i can't beat this guy like he's too tongue you know he's too tough so yeah, yeah it's unfortunately you've reached that point of the game i am not quite there yet i'm still a little bit behind on it um but i'm glad you enjoyed it seven out of ten enjoyed it but yeah okay yeah i give it that and then jumping jumping into uh what i think is like another tier of rpg like the first couple battles and everything of octopath and just 
the story and the graphics and everything was just it was so enticing so i can't wait to get into that but yeah battle chasers night war if you want to check it out i think it's on steam that's when it first came out and then of course it's on the switch as well so all right now the moment everybody's been waiting for except rob buckle up kick back relax (laughs) but i want to talk a little bit about uh the world of warcraft battle for azeroth expansion I touched on it a little bit last week. I didn't want to dive into it too much because at the time, this time last week, I only had about probably five to six hours into it. But now, now I'm at about fifty, so I can give it a good solid talking. Um, it's it's always kind of hard to uh, rate an expansion on a like a number scale at the very beginning of the launch because most of the there's going to be a lot of changes and a lot of content added over the next year or so uh, over the course of the expansion, but. Um, you know, at launch, there's a ton of content to do, and we're going to have even more content in just two weeks with the uh, opening of raids, which also have Mythic Pluses, World Bosses, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, right now, like I said, about 50 hours in, and I think it's probably going to take me at least another 30, depending on RNG, before I, I guess, become on par with the content as it releases. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So there's, there's quite a bit of stuff to do. And when I say on par, I mean like, I want to get to the point where I can be like, I don't got to log in. I'm already good until new stuff comes out. That's what I mean by on par. But I mean, you could put less in and be, you know, good. We keep going into the raids and stuff. Um, overall, I haven't really experienced any issues except maybe two or three that's kept me from playing over the course of the first week. Um, and even then, it was the servers were only like maybe unavailable for one to two hours at most. So pretty, it's a pretty, I think, pretty solid launch overall compared to past expansion launches um i think the biggest complaint about the expansion as a whole is uh some of the world quests can be very random and rng Hmm. from person to person so i can have something completely different from you and you benefit more than i do uh a key example of this is happened on the eu servers um a couple days ago on the eu servers they had an embassy quest which is like a daily which you do world quest to get stuff um their reward for doing this embassy was a 340 weapon, which is mythic level or you know mythic dungeon level, and the alliance reward for that was 700 gold. No good. That's <laughs> so imbalanced. Um, yeah, so, so salty on that. So yeah, pretty much everybody on the EU who play Horde were pretty much set on weapons right now, while uh, everybody who didn't get that is not set. <laughs> So, yeah, there's some um, unbalancedness to it that needs to be kind of fixed. Uh, Also, one of the big things that they added in this uh, expansion was War Mode, which makes it where any server can have open-world PvP, or you can turn it off and not be open-world PvP. Which Um, I love. Yeah. So the first first couple days, it was great. There was no opposite faction in your area to hinder you from leveling. No one was ganking you and killing you. But uh, now we're a week into it. Most of the people who rush through it or the max level and even some people who are just casually playing are max level and so now they're out and about in your area while you're if, if you haven't leveled yet they're out there and you're going to get ganked a lot and killed a lot and um it's probably not fun right now so i don't advise having war mode on right now <laughs> i don't have it on <laughs> especially during peak hours yep um i expect this to kind of go away as expansion gets kind of longer but right now people are just trying to get as much potential out of every day as they can so they're going to be out and about in war mode, killing people, especially if you're underleveled. Um, the biggest issue of this is because of how Blizzard uh, 
well, I guess the lack of how Blizzard uh, balances shards. Um, so PvP shards, there's like maybe 75 people per shard, but it's not balanced between Horde and Alliance. So there could be 74 Horde right. and only one Alliance. Yeah. And they really need to balance that to make War Mode more of a um, better experience for everybody. That's a whole part. That's a whole issue. I don't know yeah. issue. That's the whole point of having Battle for Azeroth is actually having a good, clean battle. But one versus seventy is not, it's not good. It's not fun. It's not <laughs> yeah. Fun. So there, that's not that's not always the case. It could be, but there is a chance because it's not fixed where it won't be a chance. So there's a chance where it can be completely unbalanced and not in your favor. So yeah. that's that's kind of the biggest one of my biggest complaints so far. But other than that, everything else has been great. Um, I think overall. At launch, I I think I'm, I think I can say this has probably been the best expansion at launch. Probably the most fun I've had. Most content. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna I played six hours like so I was I was where you were at last week right, mm-hmm. and I played a good six hours like you said and um I really enjoy like the the whole entire story the cinematics like you said mm-hmm. they're great the the actual i mean even even the the way that the flow of quests happen mm-hmm. is better than previous because oh, the, the 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 characters are there the quest lines are pretty intuitive and they and it adds builds up on a story like a like a dark story for mm-hmm. this whole entire area um which i'm i'm playing in just far right mm-hmm. yeah i'll yeah, talk so about that a, in just a second yeah yeah the whole <laughs> area is so very it's so cool um I, i'm playing a prop paladin too and i just love how I can let and here's here's the biggest thing. The biggest thing that was changed in Legion is I can play my tank spec for leveling. Yeah. Like just imagine like but previous you couldn't do that. You always had to do DPS spec, but now you can play the spec you want and level the way you want. I love that so much. Yeah, back to the whole leveling thing. Uh the I think they're the the way the quest work is more of like a storytelling tool instead of a uh getting grinding xp tool like it used to be so but you know older days a while you just did quest to get xp but now it kind of feels like they've made quests where it actually tells a story instead of trying to rush you through uh xp levels so yeah i'm good <laughs> I'm trying good to get stuff. rob just like get into conversations <laughs> like yes just like just, just say something <laughs> in the middle of it <laughs> one of the most popular macros in wow is the instant quest giver text so people don't have to read the text <laughs> from the storyline. I, I will give you that one. Some people don't like to do it. They, some people just want to rush through leveling, and that's fine too. But yeah. I have to say, some the lore. I think the lore in the world and Warcraft in general is one of my favorite sets of universe lore. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Um, so a good way to express your love of the lore is to go into a role playing server and then role play <laughs> on that server, right? Because they love it when yeah. when you go on. And you're like, you know, forsooth. Yon Maiden, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. <laughs> so it's not really quite the same, and um, yeah, and there, there's a there's a contingent that's ready to rise up. There's some uh, Ultima Online people in the chat, and uh, oh, we're ready to take this back. Just <laughs> shut Wow down and bring it back to where it's happening, it, where yeah. it all started from. You know? Oh no. Yep. Second Age. What? <laughs> Uh, last little bit I'll talk about is just the zones, uh, the Colteran zones. They're kind of, they remind me a lot about Fable, just from the aesthetics, the cities and stuff. It's a lot about dark magic, a lot of the kind of humorous British accents that you find in Fable. Mm-hmm. 
and then with the Horde zones and Zandalar, uh, it's really odd. They're very three unique zones that really don't seem like they'd be part of one light little uh, island continent. You have a desert zone, a rainforest zone, and a swamp. And they all just kind of, they're very, they're, you know, they're hard, really hard to transition between that. But uh, it's a, it's, you know, it's it's a troll island, so you have a lot of Aztec. It's kind of Aztec-y looking with their temples. You kind of get have an African vibe from it. Um, I would say that uh, though the desert zone, Voldoon, is probably the best desert zone we've got in the game. Even Yeah, this is, you know, fifth time's the charm, but they finally kind of got yeah. it right. <laughs> and it was, uh, a fun, it was a fun instance i thought when it first came out they're still struggling with it like to make it meaningful like silphus and all those other ones yeah, those are always like, really empty and stuff yeah. this one yeah this one's kind of got this one reminds me a lot of uh origins actually with the kind of egypt vibe it's got going on oh okay yeah so that's kind of cool uh, and just the, the last little tidbit is that apparently um Blizzard really, really liked Black Panther because the big Zandalarian saying is Zandalar forever. And they also all have the African accents that we heard from Black Panther with Wakanda forever. So. <laughs> Dude, yeah. new, this is coming from chat. Do MMOs have a, a cloth map these days? I think the uh, collector's edition actually came with a map. Of, uh, hey. I did get a cloth map with my collector's edition of Burning Crusade. So, <laughs> yes, unfortunately, but they did steal it from Ultima. Uh, Ultima was famous for giving out uh, cloth maps with its, uh, I don't even want to say it was a collector's edition. I think you could just straight up buy the game, like on a disc, floppy disc or CD, and you would get a uh, cloth map, which were, you know, pretty nice quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it for a while. That's, that's all I want to. Oh that. no! I mean, you gotta talk about the. I gotta talk about the guild a little bit, you know. But Maybe talk a little bit about Ultima Online. No, like, Ultima <laughs> Online. Okay. Hasn't been updated well, in years. we we haven't played it. <laughs> I have never played it, so I guess you know. Okay, so I'll plug I'll plug a little bit of WoW stuff. If you play WoW and you don't have a guild, uh, we we're we're currently on Sargeras as the Alliance. We're the Bad Mama Jamas, and uh, in two just two short weeks, we'll be jumping straight into the raids and probably hopefully clearing everything very easily and as soon as mythic comes out diving into mythic reading um we have mythic teams going all the time so if you need to jump into mythic dungeons and that's your thing we got that um if you like pvp uh we don't really have anything for pvp right now but you can start it if you want you come in people can do pvp and uh yeah we just want to we kind of want to be a all-encompassing guild for the community so if you even just play wow and just want to kind of chill and just have a leveling experience we're there for that too it's very active right now yeah, awesome. It's it, going into that we call it the tavern inside the community and it's Discord. Very popular lately. It's it's very popular. <laughs> a lot of people are just having a great time just talking. Like it doesn't have to be wow, but while they're playing wow, they're just having yeah. a good time in voice chat. So I uh, mm-hmm. highly recommend just 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 even being a part of that. And you can find the information on the website Pixel Pub Gaming uh, slash World of Warcraft. Try yeah. that. Yep. I, I would definitely say, you know, if you're if you used to play WoW, you're looking to get back into it, or if you're, you know, if maybe your, you know, your your gaming group isn't there anymore, um, you know, these are great people to play with that can, you know, get you right back into it, you know, enjoy yourself, uh, you know, have common interests and everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, if that's your barrier for getting back into WoW and having a good time, then it's pretty much gone because um, I think uh, you know, Bad Mama Jamas is, is that- a, a great place to be. Is that Rob's trying to say that he wants to come play? 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what, I that's take I all this goodwill that's I just try to throw out. <laughs> that's what I heard. Yeah, I, I'm looking for uh, something where I can get carried half an hour every week. So that's us. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I'm gonna get carried when I get to max oh, level. Man. It's gonna be great. Wait a minute, so, max level. What do you mean? I need to get carried oh, to max level. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, so the game scores of the week uh, was where we take some uh, some most re- most recent releases of every platform and just try to give you some some context of some good games that are coming out. And it's pretty bare bone right now. I I, I haven't seen too much. I mean, unless Shenmue one and two. I feel like you're missing take, one. Shenmue, Shenmue 1 and 2, you know, uh, fancy. I've seen a lot but, of people playing Graveyard Keeper there on Twitch. Graveyard like, that just came, Keeper. It just came out. That's not on... It's recently. No, it's not on recently, at least for here. Yeah, it's been a lot. Ko's been playing it a lot. I've seen Dan's gaming play a little bit. You sure it's not on early release or something? Or no? No, it's out. It's full release. Oh, it's out? Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe Metacritic is 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 not up to date, but the only, th- the only thing I see right now is F1 2018, and that's... Language. Really- yeah, F- 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 F1. F1. It was Formula released One. On, oh, released, sorry. <laughs> released on PC, <laughs> Xbox One, and PS4. And that's getting a high, it's getting good ratings for a, ra- for a racing game. It's uh, around 85. Because it doesn't really have a lot so. of competition. No, it doesn't. Not for F1 <laughs> stuff. So um, so I'm going to look up this graveyard thing. So what is it called? I'm, I'm, I'm looking graveyard up right now. Graveyard Keeper. It is uh, just from what I know about it. I don't know any scores or anything. But it is pretty much a... Uh, uh, Stardew Valley, uh, or uh, what's the other one called? Uh, Harvest Moon, those kind of games. It's kind of like I don't want to say clone, but it is kind of a clone of that. But uh, from what I can tell, it's got a lot more content than Stardew Valley does. It's not as time uh, right. restrictive. Okay, that kind of thing. Okay, yeah. I see it. I see it. It's on. It's on Metacritic. It's got. It doesn't have a lot of reviews. I mean, that's why it's not showing up uh, up on the list. But released on August fifteenth. It's released on iPhone, iPad, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, right now, the user the user scores is fourteen ratings, is seven point five, and like exactly like you said, um, it's you, you know your Stardew Valley. Um, it said it says it, it like just people are saying a couple of things, but nothing really stands out of what it could be or yeah, more 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 on that. It looks yeah, pretty maybe next if week. you're into those type and those those uh, those type of games, it looks like it's a good time. Okay, nice. I think it's all for games, right? Yeah, it's it pretty much for games. So, got a couple of a uh, couple of news tidbits for movies and stuff and TV, and then we'll have a review actually. But uh, you guys are uh, expecting that very heavily anticipated DC movie, Doom Patrol, right? I am. Well, Brandon Fraser has been cast as Robot Man. Great! They're going to ruin my childhood again. <laughs> so. Yeah, I guess Brandon Fraser's getting back into back into stuff with a with a DC film because that'll sure surely relaunch his career. Surely, <laughs> you know, I, I'm gonna say I I wouldn't say I was a fan of his, but he was in some fun movies. Yeah, and Cino Man, The Mummies, you yeah. know, all, all the other stuff. I mean, no, no, I remember... just the Mummy one, Mummy two and three were just complete garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they were still interesting they had interesting set pieces and whatnot and yeah 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 i'm not gonna say it was great but um i mean gotta love sand like a... yeah <laughs> what are we talking about episode two? Oh wait no no that's what we hate sand that's right no, we hate sand right. oh yes <laughs> hate sand. it's so, coarse and rough and it gets no 
Doom Patrol, if you guys... You guys familiar with this one? I'm not, no. actually. So uh, enlighten me. Miguel is. Okay. So uh, Doom Patrol is kind of a... So you're so you're familiar with Suicide Squad and that that mm-hmm. great movie, of course. Where basically it was like bad guys and stuff. So Doom Patrol is kind of similar in that it was an offshoot. They weren't really like your heroic Justice League. They were more of like you know flawed people that were doing um, you know heroic things on behalf of like kind of a uh, a lead figure that would go through and um, set up missions and everything for them. So. It had some really interesting stuff. The way they ended the first run of Doom Patrol is they killed everybody on the team. It wasn't kinda, even just like they, they ride in the sunset. The <laughs> yeah, basically. Doom. Uh, they straight up killed them all. So Doom Patrol is one of those that could be interesting. Um, I don't feel like it's one of those that you're going to get like your big Batman, Superman showdowns. This is more of a uh, character study. And this might be more similar to a... Uh, I'm trying to think of like any series that's like this right now. There really may not be one, but it's not all action. It's a little more cerebral. And I'd be I'd be interested in seeing this, you know? A, a lot of it were like people that had powers that didn't want them. So maybe kind of like Heroes, even though that's probably a bad it sounds like for a lot of people. sound like uh, villains just from Doom Patrol. Yeah, they weren't particularly villains but they certainly weren't the heroes anti-hero maybe (laughs) yeah uh probably um i would say more like what is filled in that gray area robot man because uh he sounds very unique this uh might surprise you but he was part robot part man oh okay yeah it's not easy to tell from that name but uh that was uh That Shock. was actually what he was. It was pretty skin Shocking. skin deep there. Wait, 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 wait. I thought when you had that with Cyborg. Yeah, right. So I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so much of the right. DC universe is dead to me right now. All right. So oh. dark. So dark. So dark. Yeah. <laughs> We're in our anyway. Um, reportedly, Doctor Strange 2 is set to begin filming in spring 2019. So if you're okay. if you've seen Infinity War and you're going what wow how yeah they're uh... <laughs> yeah <laughs> spoilers yeah. none of them are really dead <laughs> spoilers no one's really dead and they're still making movies about all of them um yeah so that's the, I like the first Doctor Strange it was very kind of different than the other ones it was kind of had a more of a drama feel to it especially at first yeah I I love I love uh, Benedict Cumberbatch the you know lead actor the guy who plays Doctor Strange he's so good in in Sherlock and Cumberbatch what did I say <laughs> no you got it right. no you're good you're good it is yeah. I just there's the whole the whole meme thing where no matter uh, how wrong you say his name everybody still knows who you're talking about <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh yeah I think he's really good and I'm uh, looking forward to what it's going to end up being although. I don't think Doctor Strange would place anywhere like on like my top ten favorite Marvel movies. So, um, but I like him, and I like him in everything that hasn't been a Doctor Strange movie. So in Thor, he was great, <laughs> and in uh, the latest Avengers, he was he held his own against yeah. Iron Man. So yeah. hey, 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 pretty impressive. Something I really like Doctor Strange though. Uh, over even over yeah, I like Doctor Strange yeah even over yeah, but, but, Black Panther honestly. Really? Uh, definitely not favorite. I don't know. Over, I don't know. Definitely not over Black Panther. I prefer, but... I prefer most of Black Panther over Doctor Strange. 
I, I, I don't know how else to say that. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the bad guy was way better in Black Panther. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And and that's half of it. The bad guy. So I think we've talked rankings before a couple episodes. We yeah, have. But, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> I feel like I got to get into this for a second. No, it's okay. It's okay. No, it's fine. No, Star Wars Episode One is the best one. Okay, let's just, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. All right, all right. We we good. Right, Chat prefers Doctor Strange Love. Hannibal <laughs> was such a good TV show, and they left him to rot in Doctor Strange One. You guys, uh, you know, Mads Mikkelsen, the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the guy who plays um, Lecter in uh, the TV ad- adaptation of uh, A Silence of the Lambs, um, right. just called Hannibal. He mm-hmm. is such an amazing actor on that He's show. Good. And yeah. they put him in Doctor Strange and they make him a one note, like muted nothing all the way through. He could have been very like, strange. So villain. he wasn't a good villain. No, and that was the problem. Not. They could have really, he could have been amazing. And I hope. He's there in the second one, maybe. Nah, I don't, I don't see it. I, that is I wish. true. I think, looking hopeful. back on it, though, like, I mean, I you could right. you could go bargain with Dormammu or whatever his name was. Dormammu, Dormammu. I've come to bargain. <laughs> <laughs> we'll um, repeat this for ten hours, and then sure. That's not. Uh, something Rob probably be more excited about is that uh, HBO. I don't. I'm probably butcher this guy's name, but HBO ordered a Watchmen adaptation from Damon Lindelof. Yeah. Yeah. Great. That's like saying, um, hey, good news, guys. There's going to be a new Spider-Man movie directed by Uwe Boll. <laughs> so I don't know who this guy is. I don't know if anybody else knows. He's the guy that's ruined a lot of things. Oh, um, really? Well, when I say that, he he's responsible for a lot of really great stuff. At the same time, he's also kind of the person that can be blamed for a lot of really bad stuff. Uh, so he was one of the original writers of Lost, along with uh, like J.J. Abrams. And... J.J. Abrams left the show, and he was the showrunner. So all the stuff people hate about Lost was because of this guy. Damon Lindelof's handling of of it. Uh, he also did uh, an HBO series called The Leftovers, which has been kind of hit or miss. And he's also the main writer of Prometheus, which people will tell you they hate. <laughs> uh, some people might like it, but uh, for the most part, Damon really was the one that took it off the rails from being like a a uh, aliens prequel, which is what everyone wanted and and we didn't get in Prometheus. So, um, so I think it's kind of like a, a love hate. Like he brings out some really interesting stuff, and he's he's quick to go into the sci-fi and kind of supernatural weirdness of things. But at the same time, he's he, he doesn't necessarily like close the loops on things. Like there's a whole list of things that are in Lost that never got resolved. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I definitely lost at the end of one of season, they were in a boat and they were getting shot at from the island, and it never came up again. Like no one knows who shot at them, and it it was never brought up. It is one of those things. So at least it's not Shyamalan, I guess. I don't know. Shyamalan. Shyamalan's been making Shyamalan? good stuff lately. Oh yeah. Okay. So I, I, that that name comes up. I'm usually like, oh, the last Airbender. Okay. He made <laughs> so. that. He made that movie with um. James McAvoy that was really well received. Yeah. And um, and he made that oh creepy gosh. grandparents movie on Bloomhouse. The Blumhouse. That? that was really good. Recently. Okay. Beast. Changing it around. Uh, I think it was um it was the one where he's got schizophrenia. I know. Yeah, he's talking, multiple I know. Personality it's, it's disorder. The whole the whole unbreakable 
yep. superhero series. Cinematic oh, universe. Oh, I did watch that one. That was good. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that was Shamalian. Okay. Okay. Or as I call him, Shamalian. Shamalian. Okay. So yeah, I, we had we have we have uh, Unbreakable. Then they got that one, which oh, can't even think of the name of it. And then they're coming out with uh, Glass. I think next year, something like that. So yeah, mm-hmm. that, those are good movies. Good movies. And that's all the little news and tidbits and stuff. So I want to let Rob talk about this show. Yeah, I guess I'll take it off. Um, Disenchanted is a series that I've been very hyped for uh, since seeing the, um, you know, the previous for it. And it's a uh, cartoon series on Netflix um, by the creator of The Simpsons and Futurama, which two very formative series in my uh you know, in my life in terms of just uh, the impact they've had. I mean, I've watched countless hours of Simpsons and countless hours of Futurama. And Futurama is probably one of my favorite anythings in life. Um, So this is a new uh, series that has a medieval setting. And the focus is on the rebellious Princess Bean. And she has some friends that she picks up, uh, an elf from the gumdrop land called Elfo, and a (laughs) demon called Lucy, short for Lucifer. Um, Elfo, and who lives in I, Elmo. Yes, <laughs> Elfo is pretty amazing. I'm, I'm pretty. He he ends up growing on you as time goes on. Um, there's some interesting kind of visual tie-ins from this. Uh, so when you're watching it, you know you can kind of get, you can kind of pick up on it as you go through. But Elfo kind of looks like Bart Simpson a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And um, the king of the realm. Uh, has a uh, has a little uh, crown with like a piece coming out, kind of like a Niffler from Futurama. The little, oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, so so there's always like visual cues and everything that that you can pick up on and be like, okay, this is definitely in this universe, or at least in this um, in in this creator's universe, right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's definitely some tie-ins, but I don't think it's quite as sharp as Futurama. Um, and it's certainly not as, you know, internationally respected as the Simpsons. Um, mm-hmm. that's difficult to do when you've been on for almost 30 years. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy to say that the series starts off a little, little slow, but it gets better as it goes on. And one thing that's different from the Simpsons or even Futurama is that there is like an underlying story that keeps tying back in, which is very unique. Um, uh, very, very different. Um, so one thing that's pretty cool is as, as you're watching, you kind of feel like, okay, one episode doesn't, you know, ties a little bit into the next, like there's like a, you know, an origin story is the first mm-hmm. episode. And then the next one, as it goes along is um, kind of picks up from there. Um, but at the end of the season, there's actually kind of a game of Thrones style tie in. And, and, and I don't want to like demean it by saying, okay, it's ripping off game of Thrones, but all these things come together to end up having this very major arc right at the end of the series leading into season two. So Uh-oh. it's a very different approach for them. And I think it works really well. Uh, the jokes are, are funny. Um, they're sharp and it's got some great voice acting. Um, you know, Billy West is in there. Um, you've got um, Eric Andre. So if you guys are familiar with him, he's uh, he's the demon uh, and, and there's, it just goes on and on. There's, there's a number of really good, um, good actors that um, are contributing their voices to uh, Matt Barry is one of my favorites. He's kind of this pompous uh, uh, prince. He was in a show called the IT crowd. Um, if you've ever seen that um, he's the boss and uh, he has this very uh, like 
rambunct, like very boisterous, like sexist way of talking. And it's so absurd. It's funny. So I, I really enjoyed seeing that and hearing his voice. I was just like, Oh, this is so cool. Like maybe it's a bit of meta knowledge and maybe that helped me appreciate it more. Maybe for someone who's watching and doesn't maybe know that may not get quite the same enjoyment. So I think knowing more about the production behind it can influence your, your appreciation of the story. If that right. makes sense. Nice. Right. So I'm going to give it a seven and a half out of 10. Um, cause I did finish watching the series. I kind of binged it and finished probably about an hour before the, uh, before this episode. Um, but I understand Brandon, you are somewhat into it and yeah, I'm remaining I'm watching. free. So hopefully, uh, yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. I'm a, yeah, I'm about halfway through it and I, I kind of, I kind of definitely see where you said it kind of starts off slow, but you're, but you're saying I'm about at the point where it starts picking up and starts getting kind of intertwined with, between episodes, but yeah. The, all the things you said, I you know I, I hit on those exactly. I agree totally with you. I would I would probably right now I would probably rank it a seven out of ten. But since you're saying it definitely does get better towards the end, and I think it'll go up. Yeah, you, you, I think you got to kind of get your way through the first couple, which are which are kind of funny. Um, They're funny. I made a I, I made know. a bit of a an allusion to it earlier when you were talking about World of Warcraft. I, I said, "What is war?" Which is uh, one of the things that Elfo that says is, when he first that gets. That is one of the. I forgot about that. Is one of the things he says. It's um, great because he's there from the Gumdrop Land, where there's like everything is perfect and happy, and there's these two like army, like where he shows up. There's two armies about to engage in battle. He's like, "We're about to go to war." He's like, "What is war?" And it's yeah. just, it's like a great like hypothetical that you know. It's kind of cool. It's fun. They're, yeah, they're. Uh, Funny enough, there's actually in the very first episode, there's kind of a uh, in WoW. I don't know if everybody remembers this, but there's uh, these stones that uh, summon people to dungeons. They're uh, something yeah. so. There's one of those in the background of like the first episode of Disenchanted. Perfect. That was kind of that was kind of nice. And so I was thinking, I was trying to think back of the first time I watched Futurama. I don't know how long ago, right? And trying to be like, oh, this is new. I, I want you know wonder how this is going to go, and then kind of maybe getting the. Like what? What kind of ratings did they get back when? You know, maybe it's the same thing as it is now with this one. Just kind of think about outside the box sort of thing. Like uh, I'm trying to think. Was it highly reviewed when Futurama came out? Was it like just everyone loved it so much, or did it take some time for everyone to come back and like review it and be like, oh yeah, this is this is really good. So I don't know, maybe they'll do the same thing for Disenchanted. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of it for all that stuff. But uh. This week, we are graced with uh, the kind of becoming a rare thing of uh, Rob's comic reviews. A rare thing? Uh-oh. <laughs> it's fell, it's fell oh, off it, a little it bit. Was, it, it was no, popping for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I did I did uh, skip, and we did have an episode where it just there was too many other things that we were talking about. Oh, but, yeah. um, you know, I did review Batman 50, which was, you know, a couple weeks ago, so we're not yeah. too far out. But, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. We yeah, always so appreciate too, him. You know that, man. You know what? <laughs> yeah. So today I thought I would I would dip my toes into a brand new comic release. And, hot um, off the presses. Hot off the digital presses right there in my Comixology app. And I plunked down my $4.99 to pick up the first issue of Avengers Wakanda Forever. Already um, sounds like it's uh, trying to play <laughs> off of uh, the Black Panther success. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like this is definitely in the zeitgeist. Like everyone knows who the Avengers are. Everyone knows who you know what Wakanda is, and you know what Wakanda Forever 
you know, means to people. Um, so this story has a Dora Malahe focus, uh, which people that have seen the movie will recognize as the female bodyguards for the Black Panther. Um, anyone that's read the uh, comic series knows that it's a, uh, it goes a little bit deeper than that in that there is also a LGTBQ uh, focus on the storyline as well. Uh, where a lot of the women in the Dora Malahe, because it is only a, an all-female uh, cast, are romantically involved. And there's definitely, uh, it goes beyond a sisterhood into, you know, something a bit more for some of them. So um, that is certainly present in there, and it is present in this book. So, uh, you know, for people that might have a version of those sensibilities, you are warned right now. Uh, for everyone else that respects human beings um <laughs> you'll be uh, happy to know that um <laughs> uh that there are avengers in this comic um unfortunately they don't show up until the last couple pages of the book um in fact you don't even see another avenger until uh page 16 out of 32 so uh there are no avengers and i kind of forgot it was avengers comic um so the focus is on the Dora Malahe and Black Panther. And they're talking a little bit about the, uh, where, you know, where they all started in Wakanda. And one of their comrades named Nakia, uh, she was a Dora Malahe that went bad and had given away one of the, um, you know, secret weapons. And they find her and she kind of gets her reckoning. Um, and she's, I guess trying to get her back in like good graces with them. It's not a good story. Um, the art's bad. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and give it a three out of 10. Uh, skip this one. Uh, wait for better ones to come out. I I'm really disappointed that this was given such a kind of roughshod treatment. Like, why even, like, I don't even understand why they called it an Avengers comic where none of the Avengers really show up until the last couple pages of the book. And the only reason that there's even any Avengers throughout most of it is because She-Hulk punches a black She-Hulk halfway through. So it's a little, it's a little odd to see. And I wasn't uh, terribly in love with it. So uh, I would recommend holding off on this and spending your money on uh, some other comic that came out today um, besides this one. <laughs> so Rob, so that's enough for yeah. it. Oh yeah, Rob's. I think Rob's that's saying. the lowest comic review we've yeah. got so far. Right, right. Uh, save, it's probably save your there with Infinity Crusade. Infinity Crusade, I think I gave a pretty low score to as well. They all can't be tens. They cannot, <laughs> and I will not be told that I only give tens or eight out of tens. Yeah. So there you have it. Rob gave a Rob gave that, but we're not done with Rob yet because this week is Rob's week. For 20 questions. It Are is. you ready? And it is that time. It, it is means, that time. It means chat. So, you know, you're, you're here. You play the game with us. That's all. Chat. We yeah. may give you some stuff for free if you're uh, interactive enough. Yeah. All so, right. He all has right. the questions. He's got, the, right. we, he's got we, his we have glass the of uh, glass of hopefully beer there. And uh, yeah. You have 20 questions. I'm ready. Let's start it up. Let's go. So... Typically, we always start off with the years. And I don't think there's any reason to break tradition yet. No, so. we have to. We can break tradition. <laughs> break Stupid tradition. question. Right off, uh, right off the bat. Why not? Does this character wear a hat? 
Yes. <laughs> that is the most important question. Um, when you say this character, or does the main character? Oh, wear a hat? okay. Yeah. Uh, does the main character wear a hat? No. No. All right. Never. He never wears a hat in the game. Never. Just throughout the whole game. I mean, maybe. Oh, let's see. That's that's the yes Maybe I don't. I'm gonna just say in general, no. No. Okay. So in general, no. all right. That's fine. So now we go with years. Did <laughs> this game release before 2005? Yes. All right. After 2000? Yes. All right. Yes. So we got a five-year period. So that that's the GameCube. No. GameCube's yeah, later? GameCube, GameCube, GameCube OG, Xbox, Xbox PS2. PS2, okay. Uh, we may actually be at the cutting edge of PS, or uh, Xbox 360, PS3, maybe there at the end of 05, or those come out in 06. Mm-hmm, okay, all right. So it was this a, was this a, the console exclusive? No, it was not. See, that's the, like a console exclusive, so it might be a PC as well, thinking about it. So that might be out there. Um, Sorry. The, yeah. I was yep. very distracted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had some, <laughs> had some chat going, but we are not sure what's going on. So yeah. the, so we have, we have between 2000, 2005. Mm-hmm. It's not a console exclusive. It could be on all consoles. could be on PC. Um, your character just never, never wears a hat. Doesn't wear a hat. I'm no not hat. saying never. No I'm just saying in general, no you would not it's recognize no this character it's as fine. being a hat wearer. No hat. Uh, do, do we ask if it was a console exclusive? Yeah, we did. Uh, it's okay. not a console exclusive. Okay, that's not. Okay. Um, let's see. There's some other tall tales of those times. Was this a first-person shooter? It was not a first-person shooter. Yeah, was a lot a, of first person. Was it an RPG? It was not an RPG. Okay. Mm. So we're thinking. We could keep going with genres. We could go. Hey, it's fine. Uh, action adventure? Yes. Action adventure okay. is the appropriate genre for this game. Okay. Action adventure. Not console exclusive. We still could be a PC. But it's not it's not directly on PC, so it, I don't know. It was, it was rare, I think, still even back then to to have it released on all platforms, right? Uh, so you would you would typically see games come out on like Xbox and the PS2. Something okay, yeah, yeah. something like that. Hmm. <sighs> see, action adventure. Action adventure. Was this game well received? Hmm. So that's kind of a subjective question. I mean, by score, I can say, I was it was above? It, was it above seventy? Was it above seventy? Yeah. Uh, yes. Seventy. Yeah. So we should. The we should aggregate was over seventy. We should know. We should know about this. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Could have been seventy-one and robbed us. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we'll see. Non-console exclusive. I think the setting would help. Yeah. No. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Is this a? Um... Is this a fantasy setting? Ooh. Um, when you say fantasy, can you be more specific? Uh, uh, I guess what I had in mind was... Um, is is uh, it... Could be when you say real world, fantasy. is it the difference between real world and 
anywhere else other than real world? I guess, yeah. It was, was it a typical, I guess, sort of like akin to maybe a WoW or a Witcher or that kind of fantasy? Medieval? Um, it is not. Yeah, medieval fantasy. It would not fall into a fantasy world like Witcher or WoW or anything like that. Okay. Hmm, but he's saying could be medie- medieval, though. That's what it's like, is what he's saying. I think that's what he's saying. Oh, no. I'm not, I'm not gonna ask. I'm not gonna ask for the sci-fi that I would go for, and mod, modern sci-fi. Because if I ask, okay, if I ask, like, if it's modern, he says no. If I say sci-fi, no, and he's like, okay, back to the medieval. Right? Yeah, I think so, that's kind of probably where we're we're kind of teetering on maybe the historical. Historical, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll get that general sense. That's fine. It's an action adventure. That's uh, kind of historical. Chat, we need questions. Come on, chat. Come yeah, on. no Ooh. one's. Yeah, we can bring up the speed 2000 2005 mm-hmm. not a console exclusive never wears a hat mm-hmm. not an rpg oh sorry it is an action adventure sorry that that's that's very specific mm-hmm. and uh really we're, think, we're thinking it's thinking it's historical right it's um, not a fantasy it's not, it's a, not fantasy. a fantasy yeah not not fantastical like lord of the rings wow anything like that action adventure Okay. Get, I, would, your... I would still I would consider I would consider the God of War series to be in that fantasy yep. realm. So fair so enough. Not, so it's not God of War, and of course mm. that's console exclusive. So that rule. Yeah, that's that. console exclusive, right? Uh, is it? Is, is your... the main, the chat wants to know is the player the main character female? No, not female. Okay. Is your main character human? Yes. Uh, just to give you a checkpoint, we are at eleven <laughs> questions. But you say yes? Question mark? Is it a yes or no? Uh, yes, or, yes or no? Is it a human? Um, human? I didn't say humanoid. humanoid. I said human. No, I said human. Yeah, like okay, humanoid. Humanoid are or they, human? Are um, they like I me? Mean, you, you? you would be. You would consider this person a human. Okay. <laughs> Huh. So it's not fantasy. How, yeah. <laughs> it's not fantasy, but we can't definitely not say it's not 100 percent positive. It's a human. This is gonna uh, be. I'm gonna say it's a, it's a human. Yeah. For okay. Sure. It's human. a human for sure. Human. Human. Human male. That your. Yes. Is your lead character in this game? Huh. And you are 11 questions. When you, when you okay so. So Brandon, when we said like fantasy, we're talking like magic dragons and that that's sort of what, thing. That's what that's so what Rob said. If, it, it if like I had this. any, if I had anything like that, he he would have said this is fantasy. Yeah, I I, I, I would assuming if it had any kind of quote unquote fantasy magic esque stuff, to it would it, be fan- it would okay. have been fantasy. But mm-hmm. Rob so said it's not. So really, so, it's just as bland as you know, hack and slash, possibly you know, action adventure. But we don't know if if he does um. That has a character has a weapon or something, but action adventures usually fighting bosses, going There's through dungeons, some kind of weapon, some puzzles, world. that sort of thing, and then yeah, like it's just there's no magic involved. So I'm kind of thinking in that in that sense, like what game doesn't have that sort of fantasy, but can <laughs> still be good in 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 a sense? Like yes, I don't know. Yes, chat human male that narrows it down. <laughs> Um, does your character wield i mean i don't want to say uh, does he does he have a oh no i don't know man yeah like that's that's not going to be good for 
I have a publish publishers. Um, I, I might, that's not gonna help me. That's not gonna help me. It's not gonna help Okay. Maybe on on the console, like, if it was on Nintendo. Maybe, like, yeah, if maybe, there was if there was a difference. Maybe we between... need to figure out if it released on certain consoles. Yeah, because there's a difference between Nintendo. Like, right? If, was it released on Nintendo versus what it released on? It could PS- be on sixty four. I think sixty four. Maybe sixty four as well. Out. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Man, is this going for realistic graphics? No. Ooh. Okay. All right, nah. friends. Not realistic. We're going for cartoony or cell shaded or something along those lines. Uh, could even be like stick figures. Who knows? I don't know. So, man, this is going to be a tough one. Was this me, game cause... on Xbox? Yes. Okay. I, I played a lot of Xbox games too. So let's think. Did this game have multiplayer? Yes. Hmm. Oh man. The the like, whole the whole it, Rob dragging on it being a human is kind of throwing <laughs> me. It's kind of throwing, it's me. throwing me off. Yeah. Um. It's definitely like, oh. a human. Yeah. Sorry if that's throwing you. It's definitely a human. I thought about okay. it a little bit more. It's a human perspective. Maybe action. I mean, it's always third person. Actually, so it has to be third person. It's action adventure, third person. Um, released. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we need to see if it maybe it has. No, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. It can't. Oh, it could be third person top down. No, I mean, like maybe if we need to figure out if it's uh, a sci-fi or not. No, it, like you mean modern day sci-fi, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, I don't know. Go go for it. That's fine. Sci-fi. That's yeah, fine. Is it, is, it, is it sci-fi? No, you wouldn't consider it sci-fi. Well, and you are. I'm not gonna say there wouldn't be like sci-fi elements, but it you wouldn't consider a sci-fi game. Okay. Um, and you are at 15 questions. Was it Alan Wake back then? Uh, no, I think I don't know. They might have had. One. I know the only Alan Wake that I can think of off the top of my head came out on the 360. That was like I mean, Alan Wake American something other. That might have been like a was that on 360? Okay, yeah. I'm thinking something along those lines. But that's real. That was going for a realistic look. Oh, you're right. That was going for a realistic look. You're right. Yep. Yes. Hmm. We did ask about the hat. Yeah. There's no, no hat ever. That was ever. the first question. That was the first question. Yeah. And I, I would say he's that's not the most necessary question, actually. Uh, yeah. The human male. He's not the known character for wearing a hat. Is not known for wearing a hat. Not saying that at some point in the game he may have donned a cap, but correct. He's not known for having a hat. Um, is the main protagonist a human? That's what. That's no, what sorry, sorry, no antagonist, antagonist, a human. Ooh, uh, good question. Let me let me think about this. So you're talking about the big bad in the game, right? Big bad in the game. Is he a human? Because I'm thinking this is... I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm thinking this guy has to have some sort of, not fantasy element, but some sort of, like, reason to why it's good. What would you consider uh, Psychonaut? What would you consider that game? Yeah, We already... We already had Have we done that like game before? Six, six, yeah. like, maybe like six weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I, I shouldn't answer unless you want to use a question on it. 
Uh, oh, no. no. Psychonauts. Let's answer the let's answer the first question where you asked about antagonists. The yeah. antagonist being a human. And I'm gonna say the big bad for this game, maybe the final boss. The final boss is a human. The final boss is a human. So, no, this whole human that does not help. Not help on this thing. Yeah, it's that was not the good question. You said it was a great. You said it was a great question. No, a great question, but just not. No. It's not gonna give you more understanding. It's not gonna give you. Yeah, it's not gonna give you. Um. All right. How what, what, what questions are we having about the way some? Let's just get this uh, done. You've got four more questions. Four more questions. Uh, was this uh, developed does by my, EA? Is my character uh, not developed by EA? Darn. <laughs> um. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brandon. What you, what you got? What you got? What you got? Was it developed by Ubisoft? No. It's probably some other... I'll give you a little hint, because we're getting to the end. Yeah, You're not far off with that one. Hmm. Far off with what one? Like, developers? Is that what you're saying? Ubisoft. Ubisoft. That that doesn't... It's probably published by Ubisoft, I guess, but not developed by Ubisoft. Mm -hmm. And in that case, published doesn't really help me either. No. Okay. No. Splinter Cell? No, it's like like that. That's that goes realistic. Uh, that's a spy game. Ubisoft did. Is is my um is my character, uh, shooting a gun at any point in this game? Yes. Wait a minute. At any point in the game? Yes. What's that game that's coming out? That's getting a remake like very soon. They did like E three events, and they're like um. What that had a monkey in it and the space. Oh, space. oh, God. But it's well, beyond good what, and evil. Whatever it is, is the very last question. Beyond yeah. good and evil. Beyond, beyond good and evil is the game you're thinking about. But that's sci-fi. We said sci-fi. Well, I'm pretty sure that's also developed by Ubisoft. Mm, possibly. Back when it might not have been. Maybe. All right. One, one more hint, Rob, and then we'll make a guess. And find oh, you want a hint now? Yeah, huh? yeah. Hint's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'll bite it right here. Hmm. All right. Um, the main currency. Ooh. Okay. Is cola. I feel like I'm going to hate myself for not knowing this. Yeah, I know. So familiar. I can picture myself collecting bottles of cola right now. I mean, we're we're talking about Fallout something or no? No, no. No, that's because that's not fantasy. Yeah, that's not real. That's realistic. I expect one. Cola. The Simpsons, um, what's that race car? Oh, the one where he like you drive cars around. Yeah, do they do? Oh, you, gosh, do I don't you, know the, do you uh, collect home, cola home in run? that? Bert's home run or something? You got it. The Simpsons hit and run. No, oh, hit and run. That's what it is. 
the Grand Theft Auto clone starring The Simpsons is the game for the week. Okay, we we only take we only need you know a it's hints. odd whenever whenever he was saying it's he wasn't sure if it was human or not. I'm like, man, this man he's thinking of Simpsons or something, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, would like do you describe Homer That's, Simpson as human? You're you're right. Yeah, but I would yeah. also question how I'd answer that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, good job. He, had, guys. he only has four fingers, right? I was like, yeah. So everyone awesome. only has four. Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for the hints. Job. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, good. Yeah, I can't I, believe I, that hint gave it away. So yeah, I mean the action that was an action adventure driving yeah. action adventure driving game probably. It was basically Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, it was basically yeah. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Yeah, because you walk, you can walk out in there. Nice. Mm-hmm. I actually watched a, a speed run of that. Was I actually fun. did too, not long ago. That's what <laughs> made me think of it. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's close this thing out. So yeah, we yeah. are all part of the Pixel Pub community. And you can find all the information on pixelpubgaming.com. And uh, with some some news, some community news out there, we're getting close to 12,000 Discord members. That's just Discord members. What? I mean, overall, overall, I mean, even throughout the Destiny community and, you know, spanning all multiple games, I'm pretty sure we have even more than that. But um, Madden 2019. Oh, yeah, started, Madden took off. It took off. We have we have a leader now. He's, you know, he's very good. So shout out to Dev on that. And uh, it's almost a full a full roster. Yeah, a full roster and a full league on the I think on the PC. So I mean, I kinda, we're looking for I kinda, more. Yeah, I kind of bailed out on that because I'm not very good at Madden and I don't want to be uh, <laughs> playing 32 people who are really good at Madden and just the, uh, yeah, I don't want to be the Browns of the of the community so <laughs> but yeah, they're doing they're I, doing I, I they're doing something you. there they're doing something there so we, really we have good. to we have to give shout outs to them and uh destiny 2 reorganization i know yeah a lot of people like to hear about Destiny 2 nowadays but it's coming out forsaken's coming out we want to get prepared for it there's gonna be a lot of people coming back in and playing this game so we wanted to restructure our organization in destiny 2 in the community to to basically bolster um help in throughout the community so there's there's bots in there that help create dynamic teams there's leaders actual community leaders and welcoming people getting them set up you know getting them into lfg teaching them how to do stuff and uh, i just you know i can't you can't thank enough for um you know dr monkey and uh, his team and the leaders there so looking forward to that in forsaken and wow like we mentioned before is popping it's it's there's a lot of people coming into wow and why you know biggest mmo in the world uh yeah really great team got fun people i'd say come check us out and all the information even about this podcast um about our clans our guilds whatever it may be on the website pixelpubgaming.com join the discord talk to us have a good time yeah good stuff and don't merch. forget about merch the t-shirt andrew's actually got his on this weekend me and rob do not for you know the first usually we have it on and and Andrew does not. They, they gave me a chance. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but uh, that'll do it for us this week. We'll see you guys later. Thanks, everyone. Bye.